everyone. This is Linda Gallick coming to you with another episode of Prescription for Life. I'm the health and well-being consultant at Bell & Health. We are a healthcare system serving Northeast Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. And I am so pleased to have our special guest today, Carrie Tyker. Carrie is one of our registered dietitians in our lifestyle medicine area. So Carrie, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for taking time. I know you all are so busy. So tell me, Carrie... We just want to get to know you a little bit. Like, tell us about your background. What what got you into dietetics? How did you end up at Bellin? Sure. Yeah. So I have been a dietitian now for seven years. Um, nice. I have been working with the Bellin Health Lifestyle Medicine team for just over a year now. Um, the reason I actually got into dietetics is because I had experienced success in making nutrition changes for myself. Um, and so I wanted to kind of implement those changes for other people and really help them achieve their wellness goals because I had seen such success for myself. So it was um, a really great opportunity to not only, you know, implement healthy changes for other people, but also help kind of see that progress for them and help help get that rewarding fe- feeling as well. So if you don't mind sharing, tell us a little bit about that. Like, what did you change? What was different? What was kind of your revelation that you needed to do something different? Yeah, so I was experiencing a lot of kind of GI upset, kind of IBS-type symptoms for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was a lot of trial and error with different foods, seeing what my body tolerated, seeing what my body didn't tolerate, and then making changes from there. And um, it's really (laughs) about eating a well-balanced diet for myself. So including those fruits and vegetables, those lean proteins, those wholesome carbohydrate sources, those Mm. um, really made the difference in helping me feel energized and fueled throughout the day and kind of getting rid of some of those less healthy items in my routine was what really made the difference for me. Um, And in particular, there are a few foods that I I found out. Also, I had some sort of sensitivity or intolerance to. um, And so steering clear of those just made all the difference for me. Nice, nice. So if there's somebody in our audience that's really wondering, well, how how do I figure that out? Like, how do I figure out if, if something's not working for my body or what my sensitivities are? Like, what, what would you recommend for them? Yeah, so you can certainly try things out on your own. Maybe you follow what we call like an elimination diet mm-hmm. where you remove a lot of those big um, food items from your routine, maybe foods that contain gluten or dairy. Um, re- remove those from your routine go for a couple weeks without those, kind of let your body heal those y- itself, and then start reintroducing them to see how your body responds. So you can certainly kind of go down that avenue yourself. I know that's a big challenging thing for a lot of people though, so do not be afraid um, to use your resources because we've got tons of great resources here at Bell & Health, whether it's working with a dietitian, working with a lifestyle medicine team, maybe you're working with your primary care provider or gastroenterologist. Plenty of different avenues that you you can kind of pursue to help get you on the right track and kind of help figure out what's going on with you. Absolutely. So that's so ironic that we're talking about this this in-your-gut topic and you yourself experienced mm-hmm. those issues and then you were able to solve that through dietary means, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, which I think always speaks to the idea that food really is medicine for mm-hmm. our bodies. And we don't always think of it that way. But truly, what we put in our bodies impacts how our bodies perform in so many different ways. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more about that lifestyle medicine service line that we have here at Bellin. Yeah. How do people learn yeah. about that? 
What should they know about it? Sure, sure. So if you're not familiar with lifestyle medicine, it's an evidence-based approach to preventing, treating, and reversing diseases by replacing unhealthy behaviors with positive ones. Um, So an example of this might be including more plant-based food choices into your routine because we know that these plant-based diets have a beneficial impact on our gut health and our weight loss um, or our weight maintenance efforts as well. Um, And our team is really designed to provide a well-rounded approach for you. So we've got advanced practice practitioners, we've got dietitians like myself, we've got RN health coaches, um, and we partner with mental health providers and personal trainers. And we use this team to really, again, give you that well-rounded approach to improving your health and well-being. Nice, nice. So really not just a single provider, but really that team approach to really have multiple people maybe looking at the situation, really making sure that they're surrounding you with different types of care. Exactly. And we have um, different pillars of the lifestyle medicine that we focus on too. So not just nutrition, but also physical activity, um, your stress, your sleep health, your emotional well-being, um, risky substances. Those are all part of that lifestyle medicine program that we touch on. So not just focusing on one area, but all of those different areas of wellness, because we know that those all can impact our health. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when um, I first approached you and kind of the quote of of this topic is in your gut, you know, what came to mind for you when when you're thinking nutrition and you're thinking in the gut? what, What comes to mind for you? Yeah. So when I hear the term gut, to me, it's kind of a few different aspects. So one aspect is all of our different organs that are involved in that digestive process, right? Mm-hmm. So our mouth, our esophagus, our stomach, our intestines, think about that path that the food takes while you're digesting mm-hmm. um, the, that food, but also our gut microbiome, mm-hmm. right? So that balance of bacteria, viruses, fungi that are all located within our gut also play a huge role. Um, and that gut microbiome affects lots of different areas of our body. They play a role in our body processes, our central nervous system, our immune system health, and then obviously digesting our food too. So many different components that all kind of wrap into that term gut. You know, you often hear this phrase that the gut is like the second brain. And you hear a lot about the connection of Things that are happening in our brain are affecting our gut, and what's happening in our gut is affecting our brain. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, that's such a, I think this is such an interesting topic, which needs more research, but there is some really interesting research so far. So, yeah, when I think about how our gut is connected to other areas of our body, that brain-gut connection is that first connection that comes to mind. Um, our brain and our gut are connected not only physically via the vagus nerve, but they're also connected chemically um, via different neurotransmitters and hormones within the body. So you're exactly right. It's referred to as that second brain (laughs) within our body. And I think a good example of that is um, if we think about that feeling of having like butterflies in our stomach, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. um, that's a perfect example of maybe you're feeling nervous or stressed or excited. That mental feeling or that mental situation that's going on results in that um, feel you know that connection in our gut because of that connection with our brain Um, another interesting thing here again there's still a lot of research but they think or it seems as if there actually might be kind of a two-way connection between our gut and our brain Hmm. so if you're experiencing you know dysbiosis or imbalance within that gut microbiome for example you might 
have feelings of maybe anxiety or depression. Conversely, if you're dealing with, you know, high stress situations or, you know, depressed feelings, that might also cause some, some of that dysbiosis or that imbalance in your gut health too. So um, again, still a lot of research to be done, but it does Mm -hmm. seem like there's a two-way connection with that. Um, And I think a good example of this too is something we see a lot of as dietitians is um, irritable bowel syndrome or Mm -hmm. IBS, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So of course, food plays a role in that, but also there's lots of other kind of factors or things that come into play with patients that are dealing with that IBS. You know, stress yeah. is a big one that can cause some of those gut symptoms. So mm-hmm. um, it's very interesting to think that there's this pathway kind of that goes back and forth. Well, and that goes back to that whole lifestyle medicine approach of, yes, it's nutrition. It's also stress management. It's mm-hmm. also healthy relationships. You know, all of these factors play into our balance and yeah. our overall health and well-being. So it, sometimes it isn't just a single mm-hmm. thing that's going on. There's, there's multiple things. Exactly. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you was, so how does somebody know, you know, maybe they're having some stomach issues, things are a little bit off. What, where do they start? What? Could they try? When is it time to seek additional care outside of what's going on in their their own situation of what they can control? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I always want to say kind of trust yourself, right, and kind of Mm -hmm. follow your best instincts. If you're experiencing more severe kind of stomach pains or things that are going on with your digestive system or body in general, you always want to seek advice right away, right? Because you want to make sure that something serious isn't going on. If you're having more kind of minor um, stomach upset or things that are just tolerable but uncomfortable, you can, um, again, try to figure out some things for yourself. So that might look like maybe writing down like a food diary Mm -hmm. or it might be like a food mood diary if Mm. you think that you're um, possibly experiencing some of that um, GI upset or imbalance due to other things that are happening. You know, maybe it's stress related in your life. So write down what you're eating, you're drinking, um, maybe stressful things or how you're feeling throughout the day and track those. And what, what you want to look for is patterns, right? So if you are experiencing, you know, certain days of the week, you, um, are noticing, Hey, Oh, I'm experiencing this certain symptom or certain things like that. That might help you pinpoint, okay, I ate this food or I drank this, or maybe I had too much coffee this day or too much dairy, or, um, maybe I was dealing with a lot of stress at work and that's a day that maybe I was really feeling not so great. So, um, I would say start with something like that where you can kind of track and see those patterns. And if nothing else, that'll at least kind of get you a baseline when, if, when or if you decide to go in to see a provider too, right? Mm-hmm. You can say, hey, I've mm-hmm. been I've been looking at this. This is what I've been um, thinking or, you know, I've tried this. I've tried eliminating this food maybe. I've tried, redu- you know, increasing my water intake, including physical activity, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And that's just another tool that that provider can also use to kind of help pinpoint maybe what's going on with you. Yeah, and I can't emphasize enough, you know, reaching out to your provider, you know, and really having that conversation. Um, I, I have a story that really fits well with this, actually. <laughs> so I was having a lot of stomach issues myself, and I always I always connected it to, oh, it's me. You know, I'm eating too much gluten, too much dairy, too much sugar, too much whatever. And I was never able to really pinpoint it to any food, and I just kind of had this on and off achiness going on. And... Uh, 
ended up talking to my provider about it and she recommended getting an ultrasound and it turns out I needed to have my gallbladder out. <laughs> and now that that's all done and taken care of, I feel amazing. <laughs> so, you know, here I was just kind of trying to solve it on my own. It took having that conversation with the provider to really dig into it a little bit further. And here it was something medical that I really did need to have done. So, you know, we always at Bellin are all about, you know, having that primary care provider, having that relationship so that you do have that safe person right. that mm -hmm. you can talk to, that knows your health history. It's just so important. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are things that you recommend, you know, for keeping our guts healthy? If this is my second brain, I really, I really want to make sure I'm doing everything I can to take good care yeah. of it. So what, what do you recommend? Sure. So in terms of nutrition, I would say eating a balanced and nutritious diet is going to be one of the most important things that a person can do to really keep their gut healthy. Um, so when I say balanced and nutritious, that means a little bit different things for each person. Um, I mean, trying to eat a diet full of fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, and those heart healthy fats. Um, and like you said, the foods we eat truly help fuel our body and help keep our guts healthy. So bringing focus to those foods um, and drinks that we're consuming really can make a difference, not only in our gut health, but also our overall well-being. Um, in terms of gut health, I'd say one of the most important nutrients is fiber, mm. which we tend to undereat as yes, a society. For sure. um, so aiming to eat fruits and vegetables each day, include those wholesome carbohydrate sources. So things like brown rice or quinoa or oatmeal mm. um, and then beans and legumes too are another great source of fiber so trying to eat these consistently so that we get our fiber intake up you want to try to eat about 25 grams of fiber each day which if you track that a lot of us again are under mm -hmm. eating that yeah. um, the cool thing about a lot of these fiber rich foods is that they are different forms of prebiotics mm. which is a type of dietary fiber that helps to feed those friendly bacteria in our gut. So fiber is not only good for our digestive health, just to kind of keep things moving and grooving, but it also helps to um, feed that beneficial bacteria within our gut. You can also try taking a probiotic too. Um, and those are going to be live bacteria. And typically you can get those in food form or supplement form. Again, you can work with your provider to see if that's um, an appropriate um, option for you as well. Drinking water is another important mm, thing. Yes. Again, we tend to just chronically underdrink mm -hmm. our water throughout the day. That helps to pr promote that good balance of gut bacteria. And that just helps with that kind of mucosal lining within a, our intestines just to make sure things are kind of moving along as we want them to. Outside of food, um, again, we know our gut health can be impacted by lots of different areas, right? Mm -hmm. um, so think about that two-way street that we discussed, right? That brain-gut connection. Um, helping to improve your mood or controlling that mood really can make a big impact on our gut health, right? Especially in conditions like that irritable bowel syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, so take time to work on stress management, manage your emotional health, your social health, things like that, because that's really important for yourself and your overall well-being, but that also impacts your digestive health too. Um, and that digestive health is something that we have to typically deal with and feel on a daily basis. So we want to make sure we're feeling good in that regard. 
Um, and lastly, try to include some form of movement or physical activity in your routine. We know that physical activity helps to increase blood flow to our intestines in that mm-hmm. digestive system. Mm-hmm. It helps to kind of massage that food along our digestive system. And of course, physical activity help c- can help kind of be a nice stress reliever for a lot of folks. So Definitely. we know that has like a secondary impact on our yeah. gut. So lots of different things that you can be doing to kind of help keep that gut healthy. All those good major things that contribute to a healthy body contribute mm-hmm. to that healthy gut mm-hmm. as well. I wanted to ask you just a little bit more about the foods where you talked about foods that have that live um, you know, bacteria in it, that good, healthy bacteria. Mm-hmm. What kind of foods would, would be in that category? Yeah, so those probiotic type foods, mm-hmm. um, there's a variety of different options. So yogurt, um, kimchi, mm-hmm. sauerkraut. Um, those fermented products, kombucha, mm-hmm. um, those are all going to be great sources of um, those foods that naturally contained probiotics. But then you can also go the supplement form too. Sure. Again, you can work with your provider to see if that's kind of an appropriate route. Um, there's different types of bacteria. So you want to make sure when you're looking at that label to make sure that there's live and active cultures mm-hmm. in there. Um, lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, those are kind of the more common types of probiotic um, microorganisms that you'll see. Um, and you want to make sure too, that you're storing that appropriately, right? A lot of those require them to be refrigerated, um, to make sure that those live cultures are actually active when you're taking them. So, Mm -hmm. um, lots of different things to keep in mind if you're going that supplement route. Awesome. Awesome. So where should people go for more information or if they really are concerned with, with how they're feeling? What, what do you recommend? Yeah. Um, so work with your health care provider to try to get yourself started on the right track. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of determine which route is going to be the best or the easiest for you too, right? It might be working with the lifestyle medicine team here. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's your primary care provider. If you're really unsure where to start, they might be able to help you. Um, or they might be able to put in a referral for um, whatever type of service they might think is going to be most appropriate. Maybe it's a gastroenterologist. Or you could sit down with a dietitian too. So so many different valuable resources that resources that you can utilize. Um, if you're not sure where to where to start, reach out to your primary care provider um, or go online, and um, somebody will get you pointed in the right direction. Great, great. And you can always call us at Bellin if you're not quite mm-hmm. sure where to start. You know, feel free to call us, and we will point you in the right direction and, and certainly get you started. Exactly. Well, Carrie, this was so great. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Just Mm -hmm. learned so much today, and I think our audience will too. So thanks again for for taking the time. Excellent. Happy to be here. All right. Thank you. And for more information on this topic and other well-being topics, you can also visit our well-being site. That is bellin.org backslash lifesaver. Have a great day, everyone. Mm -hmm.